You can have all the Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio podcast with our new app. Just search your app store, uh, Apple, Android, Kindle. We don't care what you use. Search the app store for Explorations Early Learning. Download the app. Give it a try. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. We're back for another episode of, uh, of, of, of Renegading. What are we talking about this time, Heather? Well, we're going to renegade on the topic of what's useful to do after school when you've got your child home. And um, a lot of people talk about homework, but really what would be more useful to focus on? Um, what, what interactions, what experiences um, are really helpful to kids when they're home in order to be ready for the next school day? Well, I, I think I've got to throw in, I think what the research pretty clearly says is virtually anything is more useful than homework, <laughs> especially the younger the child, the more that's true. Right. Yeah, um, that's a nice way of putting it. Almost anything is better. Um, yeah, I was just hearing from, from people this week again about um, 11-year-olds who are having anxiety attacks with the amount of homework and the stress and kids getting lockjaw over this and just a lot of um, physical manifestations of the extreme stress they're feeling. Um, I was asked to uh, be part of a social media chat not that long ago on the topic of homework, and one of the people that was, was there, although you can't really say anything when you're on one of these chats, <laughs> but it got me interested in his work. His name is Maurice Elias, and um, he's a professor of psychology at Rutgers, specializes in social and emotional development for kids, and he was saying, well, homework versus no homework, this is not the right question even. Um, and encouraging people to say, well, what, how can we support kids best and so that they're ready for today and for tomorrow, the next school day? And, of course, with his social-emotional background, much um, emphasis on that. But it, what it came down to was something simple, which was do some good parenting <laughs> in the <laughs> off-school hours. <laughs> so what's good parenting look like, Heather? Well, it's going to depend on the day, on the kid, on the parent, on the everything. But um, I think nearly every day there's going to be some of that social and emotional connection and deepening between child and parent um, and, and support. Because when I look back, when I came home from school, and I'm talking about elementary years, mm-hmm. I had um, one of the most fantastic elementary schools possible to have, the kind where you cry when, when it's a weekend because you miss school so much. So it was a wonderful school time, but still, at the end of the day, I was exhausted, and many different experiences had happened to me, some good, some bad, and there is, I think, a, a catch-you time in every school where you just come home, the child re-enters the home, and there's a whew, you know, mm-hmm. processing everything that happened and just being a bit tired and maybe a bit grumpy, depends on the kid, depends on the day, but some sort of um, catching the child emotionally and um, helping them through if they need it. Maybe all they need is a hug and a snack, but something to say, you've come home, I'm here for you, um, 
and then getting on to whatever the next thing is. It, it, it's almost a time of decompression. It's kind of like like you've uh, you've been they've been you under, enter the decompression. Tree. Yeah, they, they've they've been underwater in uh, in uh, with uh, with uh, what's his name uh, uh, the the submarine guy uh, Baylor Bowler uh, 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 down there looking at the Titanic and they're coming up really slowly and decompressing because right. because those kids uh, after school you throw them into something too quickly and uh, and they get the bends and it's it's just a horrible situation. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so so some sort of social emotional support, and if you're on your way directly somewhere else and you can't, you know, have the open the door and welcome into the house, you can do it in the car. You can, but as long as you you recognize that this is important work we're doing right now, we're mm-hmm. connecting. Yeah. So again, that means off your phone and being able to connect and and really listen to each other. And given their ages, it's mostly about hearing how their day was at that moment. A few of the six-year-olds I know will say, and how was your day, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) Some of them will, but not most, at least not immediately. Um, And you can model that, Uh but it'll it'll come. Another thing that um, uh, Maurice Elias was saying was parents need to spend just more time um, directly interacting with their kids in enjoyable ways in off-school time. I thought that was interesting, enjoyable, because a lot of times the off-school hours are um, a bit of nagging, (laughs) especially if there's homework involved, Uh you know, reminding kids to do it and then pushing them to do it even if they're in tears and, you know, I know you don't like it, but you got to do it. There are things in life that children do not like. I mean, we were... Um, going through that yesterday involved a broom and a dustpan. <laughs> you know, there are things that kids don't necessarily want to do. Um, they still have to do them. But if the after-school hours are dominated by these um, nagging and, and complaining um, relationships, instead of having some time when the parent-child relationship is doing something enjoyable, whether it's just chatting whether it's walking, whether it's doing something active together. It doesn't even have to be um, very long, but it has to be some good connection. And, and, and in, in some cases that becomes almost ritual, uh, whether it's, you know, you're picking them up at school and, and you've got the favorite song that you enjoy together and, and, and you turn that on and, and decompress with that for the first four minutes of the, of the drive home before you get into anything else. Sometimes it's just, it's just, just, just almost, it's, it's just this routine mm-hmm. that, that, that pulls you together. Um, if you don't have a routine, maybe you want to start one. You yeah. know, have a silly song um, that you sing or, or whatever it is, um, doing a little happy dance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the kids love doing weird walks and silly faces, so maybe you do something like that. Maybe you start something. Um, another thing he was mentioning is that parents should show at some point how much they value education and, and, um, and the effort kids are putting in. So it, this isn't necessarily having homework. This is um, getting excited when the kids tell you about something or bringing in something. You, let's say you know that they're studying um, the Revolutionary War. Well, then um, bring bring something in, bring something into the conversation and, and support what they're doing. Um, it doesn't have to be dictated by the school. It can just come naturally in whatever way works for you. you know, but the the message is that that you value and support 
education and learning. And yeah. somehow that comes out just in your in your natural life. One thing one life. thing I did back in, in my community center director days when we had kids coming in and I mean it'd be like sixty or eighty kids showing up after school, uh, we tried to have the conversations about what did you think about in school that school didn't give you a chance to think about today? Because a lot of times and a lot of topics, uh, this, this thing, I, I mean, something will spark a kid's interest, but the, the teacher's trying to get through the curriculum, and so there's not time to answer all those questions and, and to have all those conversations. And so creating, creating a space away from school that we could, we could research or think about or talk about some of those things that, they, that were in their heads uh, became, a, became a, a real good way to connect and, and, you know, and show that we were, we were thinking about, about learning and, and, and their development that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good suggestion. Um, doing household chores and house, being part of a household routine, you know, whatever it is in the evening, um, that knowing that having a role, even if it's one they think they don't like, uh-huh. <laughs> but having a role and, you know, that's the job that I do or, um, and, and being that everybody's functioning as part of a, a family, no matter how the big the family is, that everybody pitches in to some level. Um, and that's, that's important. And another thing he mentioned was um, monitoring um, kids' exposure to um, technology, electronic media stuff. Um, and that, you know, that's so much more important to um, off-school hours than whether they did their homework. This sort of an intentional look at at how kids are using technology, how much they're using it. Are they getting any time to think their own thoughts and, and play their own ideas out? Yeah, um, I, I remember elementary school. I would come home and I would have a snack while watching 22 minutes of Gilligan's Island and a couple commercials. Just oh, I can tell you, you're definitely a Gilligan's Island fan. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh man, yes I was. Uh, that and F Troop. Um, oh, F Troop uh, doesn't get its due. Uh, but that, I mean, that half hour was my decompression time. But then the TV was off, and I got shoved out the door, or or whatever, whatever it was. And 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 now I and I, and I hate the kids today thing, but I mean there is there's just so much more access to that stuff than we had when I had. When I had three there's channels to choose access, from, right. there's only access if you give it to them. There's only access if the adults allow it. And I think that's key because we also, I mean, I hear, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's, but it's, you know, there's so much access to candy too, but we don't buy up every piece of candy in the grocery store. It's all there. You can even order more online, mm. but we don't. Maybe we do order too much, but we, you know, it's the same. We just don't stuff, we don't, we don't fill the, the table with candy and then say don't touch it. We just don't put the candy on the table. Now I want candy. <laughs> so um, I think that when we think there's just too much access, we have to remember, well, who was it that bought them that DVD? Or who was it that gave them their own tablet? Or who was it that, or who was it that hasn't set any boundaries on our own phone use? Or So... We got to keep looking in the mirror on yeah. that one. If if we turn if we turn on the tap, they're going to drink out of it, and yeah. and you know we our kids grew up. There was never I mean in 
I, there was ne we never had a video game console in in the house. They they had some some games they were able to use on on the computer, but just not having some of those devices, uh, it just makes it. I mean, that's a if if the device isn't in a space the child has access to. It, it makes it a non-issue, and so that's a battle you don't have to fight when, when that stuff is always there and you're always engaged in it, which I think is going to be a, a topic we come to very, fairly quickly in the podcasts. Uh, it, it, it makes it easier to, to keep it out of, out of their hands, out of their eyes, out of their lives. Right. So I think one thing that, that homework um, takes away from families is the free choice to decide what's best for this after-school moment. You know, and sometimes I have an idea of, of oh, we're just going to um, relax and have free play all, all afternoon till mm -hmm. supper. Um, but then given what's going on, the, the emotional needs of a, of a child when they come home that day, things might have to change. Or maybe we were planning to go out, but they actually need a bath and early bed. You know, this mm -hmm. is, we suddenly have to pivot on the spot and think, no, this is what my kid needs right now. Um, and this happens a lot. The kid's will come home in a different emotional state than when we saw them in the morning. And maybe what that kid needs most is to romp around outside in the park and chase the dog or whatever it is that, that you know that they need. And homework isn't what they need at that moment. So we need that freedom and flexibility to say, I know what my kid needs right now, and it's not this. And this is how I'm going to be a good parent tonight. I'm going to meet their needs, and it's going to be, you know, uh, wrestling with their, their brother or their sister. It's going to be going outside. It's going to be going to bed super early. Yeah. <laughs> and I think um, that's what's paramount is we have to, if, if we're trying to do good parenting, we just need to feel in charge of our, of our home life and not feel that someone else is dictating how we should be spending our home life when we can see right in front of us the clear signs of what this child needs right now. Yeah, it, it's it's a matter of giving ourselves permission to go with the flow. Um, I think so we get so caught up in what others expect of us. I mean, what the neighbors, uh, that, there's that whole grass is always greener thing going on and keeping up with the Joneses, and there's the, the expectations school sends home with children, and and just being able to, to know the child, know your family, know the situation, and and, and bend a little bit when, when things need changing. Um, and, and, and I, I find a lot of parents, it, it's, it, be, it becomes a struggle to, to give up a little bit of the rigidity and, and allow themselves to go with the flow for, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons for it, but it can, be, it can be a hard thing until you practice it, and then it becomes easier and easier. Right. And to realize, you know, that, that it's these long-term relationships that get built on a daily basis. Yeah. That is the strength of the family overall. And so we need to continually build those day by day. Um, and, and it will pay off. And this is, this is a quote that um, Maurice Elias said at the end of his article. Above all, schools should remind parents never, to never lose sight of modeling for their children the value of close relationships, support, caring, and fun. That is the most important homework. Of all. <laughs> I like that. So, um, so to all of you out there who are struggling on the homework front, first of all, um, if you are feeling that your elementary age child or even middle school age child is getting too much of it, 
and it's not causing good relationships in your family and not um, promoting love of learning and love of school, then I really encourage you to read the, the whole section on homework in my book, It's Okay to Go Up the Slide. Um, I know a lot of teachers and principals and school board members and families are, are looking at that and looking at ideas of, of how we can get into a better balance. And then um, take a look at these other ideas of how can you best provide um, home life? What is the work of home that you need to be providing your child when school's out and your child's back with you? Yeah, yeah. And before we wrap this up, we did a whole previous episode on after school activities. And so we're not going to, we won't go into that in this episode a lot. But I mean, the, the takeaway from that episode, and you can go back and listen to it, was, was uh, maybe, maybe give yourself permission to do fewer of those activities. Families are under a lot of pressure to be in soccer and dance and music. And, and, it and just, it's cheaper too. Yeah, yeah. You save, you save money to buy candy. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean that episode goes into into that whole aspect of it, um, and and I think you know we never came out and said and said it. I think one of the things we can do after school is just less. Um, it, there, the pressure cooker of that day at school, that six or seven hours or whatever it is now, can can be a lot for kids, and so having that time to decompress and go with the flow and, and be around family and friends and engage in things that, that the child cares about is, is that's, that's good stuff. All right. All right. So, a new definition of home, home work. Home work. What are we, anything <laughs> else to wrap it up, Heather? I think that's it. I think we're good. Hey, we'll be back soon, listeners, with another episode. We appreciate you sharing the show. We appreciate you supporting the show and we appreciate you listening to the show. Um, Keep up the renegade work you're doing out there in the world. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Hey, you want to support all the Upstairs Studio podcasts? It's as simple as this. Use our Amazon link when you shop Amazon. We get a small percentage of what you spend. You don't pay any extra. You get your stuff from Amazon. Everybody wins. Where do you find the link? Well, it's on the Explorations Early Learning app. You can find it on the Explorations Early Learning website. If you don't find it in those places, just get a hold of Jeff on Facebook or via email, and he'll hand-deliver it to your inbox. Thanks for your support. Bye-bye.